welcome to the discussion for me with your hosts, Brandy and Christian. If you're looking for a podcast where sisterhood is embodied, you are home. Listen, each week we will open the floor and have raw conversations about relevant and unaddressed topics plaguing our communities. You ready, B? Yes, let's get it. back to our faith series. I hope you guys have been enjoying the conversations that we are having. Um, you know, Christian and I, we believe in talking about it all. So no topic is off limits when it comes to us, even with the church. So I hope this series has <clears throat> allowed you just to have these conversations and maybe it's some questions that you've had that you just didn't feel comfortable going to your pastor or or ever felt comfortable with just having that discussion in your circle well we're going to have them and we're going to talk about it so today's topic we're talking about tithes and offering and pretty much just money like the relationship of the church and money. And I don't know if you've been listening in on the current events, but we have some pastors that have been um, ridiculed for their prosperity and how much they're out here living their best lives with their own jets and, (laughs) you know, just really um, living a prosperous life um, as pastors. And they've been ridiculed for that. Um, You have questions as far as people who, like, I I go to church, but I don't tie because, you know, I don't trust the church with my money. Um, I'm pretty sure you heard that. It could be you. Hey, you know, no judgment here, but we're just saying. And then also, you might have, you know, a church you attend and you've been paying your tithes, but you really haven't seen the the fruits of it. Or, you know, or maybe you have questions, where do you pay your tithes and where can you pay your tithes? And so hopefully today with this discussion, we can just start um, taking it from being a taboo topic and allowing it to be something that we talk about and address. And if we have questions, feeling comfortable going to our pastors, if we have questions about what our church is doing with their money and their, I mean, they should have some type of financial, you know, um, transparency, but if not saying, Hey, can I look and see like what we're doing and what our mission is um, here at this church? Um, But we just want to start having the conversations. So Christian, how are you? Listen, I I love talking about money <laughs> in both the natural and the spiritual. Um, but I think that I'm super excited to talk about this because uh, it's one of those topics that I feel is really just like people just kind of misunderstand or misinterpret like God's intentions when it comes to wealth his about money um about giving um and I'm so glad that we're going to talk about it because I feel like it'll clarify a lot of things for people who may not really understand like God's purpose for wealth for his people um Mm -hmm. and I think that it'll also maybe give a little different perspective you know um on what's important and what should our focus be on and actually how to properly handle our money and the benefits of that right? Um, We talked about 
being disciplined um, in this faith series with our Christian walk and being accountable. Um, but stewardship over our finances is equally as important um, in a both natural and spiritual way. So we discussed how to you know, manage your money in our previous budgeting episode, but then we also wanted to address the giving piece because it isn't always about spending money. Sometimes it's about what do you do with the resources that you have that can not only be beneficial to you, but to others. So let's get this conversation started. Um, when I think of the word tithes and offerings, growing up, it had a negative connotation to it in my eyes. Reason being is um, I grew up honestly see, seeing preachers beg for money. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. You know, often would be like longer than the message sometimes. Um, if it wasn't a fundraiser, if it wasn't a building fund, if it wasn't a project, if it wasn't a love offering, or I mean, there was always something always something that every Sunday offering turned into this big event. So much attention was, was focused on the money piece that it kind of put a negative taste in my mouth. Now, when I became an adult um, and I started to really study the scriptures for myself, I said, okay, I, I believe that God has a purpose, you know, for money. And that we as individuals have to just be a good steward over it. And there's nothing wrong with having money. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, Giving to me in general is really a matter of the heart. Um, There definitely was a time that I would pay my tithes out of obligation because I thought that if I didn't do it, I would go to hell. Straight up. I mean, I thought I was going to go to hell if I didn't give my little, my, my change. Um, but now I understand that it's more about obedience and about giving back to support a cause that is bigger than myself. Now, that's my position on giving. Um, and I've been a recipient, I'll be honest, when Grace was first born and I attempted to go back to work, there was a time when the church actually supported me. Um, the same church that I had paid tithes and offerings to for an extended period of time and actually was employed by in one season of my life, they were very instrumental in um, my ability to stay home with my daughter for her first year. They covered the gap between me being unemployed and securing new employment. So I've been a recipient of you know, some of the benefits of having a ministry that properly handles the resources um, you know, that are, that, that they have. So my perspective comes from, yes, there's an upbringing. There's things that I, I witnessed and I experienced as a child and as a young adult, but then as I, you know, moved out of my parents' home and started developing my own relationship with God, um, it kind of changed my mindset. And especially when I received some of the financial resources from the, the local church directly, I have an appreciation for giving. Um, that's kind of like my backstory. What about you, Brandy? What What do you think about when we just say tithes and offerings? What comes to mind? So my reference has always been like, God allows us be, first of all, I was always taught that money is the least of things. So wherever your heart is, your treasure is, wherever your 
your um in scripture, right? Wherever your heart is, your treasure is, and meaning your money. So wherever I spend my money is where my heart is. And so you could look at your bank account <laughs> and it could tell you what your, you know, what you value, where your heart is. And so when I was taught about tithes and offerings, it wasn't out of obligation. It was tithes are given like they're gods. They, I mean, it's not like it's mine. When I look at what I have, it's not mine, right? It's been given to me to steward. And so as a manager of my money, as where I'm like, all right, I'm giving back God his portion. And then the rest is for me to steward well over. So in that, you think, okay, yes, if I'm looking at the Old Testament and I'm looking at like the tithe, yes, I'm obligated to pay my 10%. But I have a little different perspective when it comes to that because um, like I understand that like, you know, I, I am in the new covenant and I'm not obligated to it, but I understand the principle behind it. A lot of the scriptures in the New Testament point, they point to generosity, like being generous, being giving. So beyond my 10%, it's like, where am I comfortable giving back to God what is his? It's still his, but now I'm not limiting myself to 10%. I'm asking God, what do you want me to give back to your church? Now for me, I do give to my house where my church, you know, like who, who feeds me. But I also give to the people that feed me um, on Bible, during Bible study, um, the the ministries that, you know, pour into the being that I am today, my evolution. So I don't limit it to just the church um, that I attend on Sunday. Um, it is a collective of, you know, because right now my feeding or my plate is a collective, which means it's like, it's my church. It's online ministries and it's my place that I go for, for spiritual mentorship. So those are the places where I put my money in addition to, okay, my offering, which is his people. Like how do I, you know, give into his people. But ultimately if my church or place of worship is not giving into something that I believe, or if it's just for the building fund, like, the real conversation needs to be the financial management of most churches are ran like most houses, which is chaotic and with no direction. So it, that's the issue too, because it's a lot of mismanagement of money. Churches not, a lot of churches don't lack the money or the funds. It's the management once they get it, because you got people in there that don't really know how to manage money. Um, so that's a whole different issue, but if the church is doing the work and I believe in it, then that's where I'm pouring And the word that I'm getting is, is feeding me. Then that's where I'm pouring. If you don't, some people are like, oh, I don't feel like, you know, this church is feeding me and I'm not giving my 10%. Well, you need to go find a new church, not, not give because there's blessings in there, um, things tied to you giving, So you sitting and saying, oh, you're not being fed or this church isn't doing what it's supposed to do, then go find another. 
I mean, we have churches on every corner. Go find another that does so that you can give your money so that you can honor God and his wishes. Just like we talked about um, in the series where we were, t- when we were talking about just um, like stewarding our lives, you know, and, and living his life outside. And I talked about like God has his rules and his regulations as far as like us, you know, not having sex before marriage. And it's not because he doesn't want us to not do it. It's just, he wants us to do it in a confinement of the, of, of, of marriage because he understands how we operate and how we move. So again, if I'm putting my money into something that I know that he's able to multiply and give it back to me, he's not doing it because he needs the money. He's doing it so that we learn how to be generous and we learn how to give into his being and fund his causes so that his word and his and he gets glory. Um, but it's not because he needs it. It's because he's trying to bless those that either need to see God, don't believe he exists, need the ministry, need the, you know, the food, whatever it is that the church is about, that they need to see God in some way. And, you know, those missions need to be funded. And so money is necessary. Absolutely. Um, you know, something that came to mind when you were speaking and it's like, yes, God, God owns it all. Right. Um, but then I think there's also, there's the test of just our obedience. Um, and then there is really living this life, knowing that he is our source. So if he is our source, we're not relying on our paycheck per se. Right. Um, we're relying on him to be the source to provide our needs through various methods and avenues. And I remember when I first started tithing, it was a struggle simply because at that point I didn't have 10% left over after I paid my bills. Um, I was like, how can I tithe 10% when I don't even have 10% like freed up in my, in my, in my uh, budget, I guess you could say at that particular time. But surprisingly, when I, started to kind of consider what we were going to discuss today. I remember when I did not have 10% to give, but off top, I paid my 10% tithes. Somehow, baby, that math was mathing on its own. Like, <laughs> literally, I paid my little tithes off top. And, you know, I started paying stuff after that one, after another, after another. And every single month, Lord knows, this is when he really proved his faithfulness to me. The math never added up, but everything was paid. Mm-hmm. Like I never wanted for anything. He always provided. And it wasn't always about money. Sometimes it was, oh, I would get a bill in the mail that said all of a sudden I would have a credit. Like, where does credit come from? Okay, mm-hmm. thank you, Jesus. Um, right. <laughs> or somebody will say, girl, you know what? I had you and your baby on my heart. Here go $200. I remember one of the mothers in the church, I walked in. And she, um, she rolled up some money. So this is back in the day when, you know, church mothers were strong and heavy. Um, their presence was, was felt. You don't really see that a lot now, but she had $200 bills rolled up real small in her hand. And she came and just put it in my hand. And she said, this is for you. And I tell you, I fell out crying because Lord knows um, during that season, my desire was to be obedient you know, and he, every single month, I remember 
through that like it was yesterday. He provided for me through various ways. So I'm saying all of that to say a lot of times we have an issue with giving tithes. Sometimes it is because in the natural, it you don't think that you can do it just based on the numbers. But the numbers don't have to make sense. Like God is able to prove his faithfulness by you simply being obedient. And then um, I remember the times where I didn't pay my tithes. And guess what? The math didn't math and it still didn't math. And then I started coming up short. Stuff started getting behind. And so during that season, I really learned that it's not about me understanding. It's not about me being comfortable. It's simply about me being obedient. Um, and having faith that God's going to take care of me. And ever since then, I haven't had a problem with giving. And the more that I've been able to sow into the ministry, the more that I've been able to be generous, not only in the local church, but with um, just people in my life, he'll put, you know, people that may be going through the Holy Spirit, like, hey, you know, um, reach out to this person, do X, Y, and Z for this person, or it may be a fundraiser or some type of committee or some type of community, whatever it is. Um, as I've started to do that over the years, the amount that I've been able to give well exceeds what I believe is my obligation. Um, and it's okay because I do it willingly. Um, and I do it with joy because I'm like, Lord, I thank you for trusting me and for giving me the resources to be able to do this. Because of my reliance on you in the past, I know that I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Um, and and I haven't went lacking since. So I'm saying all that to say, God is faithful. Like he is so faithful. And I know that there's hesitation sometimes. And I know that there are, you know, sometimes negative feelings associated with it. But really giving is, like Brandy said, it, it's a matter of your heart, you know, um, God doesn't need us and he doesn't actually want us to do it grudgingly. Like there's a scripture that, that um, really in detail says how we should give, you know, he doesn't want us to have attitude when we give him, <laughs> like he don't want us to give, you know, feeling like we're pressured or anything like that. He really wants he us to, give it. I'm sorry. He actually says, don't give it. Yeah. Like he says, do not, if you do not have a joyous heart, do not give it. Don't even mm -hmm. bother. He like, don't even, don't worry about it, sis. Mm -hmm. Don't even worry about it. Like, like keep your change. You know what I'm saying? Right. Keep it. If you need it that bad, keep it. And he asks right. of us to give of our seed. Like if you have a seed, any type of seed, meaning any type of money, you have a seed. People always are like, oh, I'm waiting until I get this amount. No. Sow the seed. Mm-hmm. So that you'll see the harvest. He multiplies and his math, like you say, his math be mathing. Right. And it's a whole different <laughs> level. Because I remember during COVID, like my income got cut crazy. My mm. bills didn't, but, <laughs> but my income did. And God showed up and showed out. Can't tell you where the money came from. I ain't do nothing illegal. I could tell you that. But let me tell you, them bills was paid. And bills was paid. And so, I mean, we say all that to say, I'm a strong believer that money's intended purpose is to not just satisfy your needs. You know, um, the way that God works and he operates is through individuals. So you may be that person that is able to meet the need or be the answer prayer for somebody else because of your obedience. 
And so when I think about it from that perspective too, especially, you know, when I'm giving into my local church, I always kind of take that into consideration. Number one, I never put my membership in a place where I can't trust you with my money. If I don't trust you with my money, I'm definitely not going to trust you with leading me in a, <laughs> in a spiritual capacity because your pastor is supposed to watch for yourself. So if I'm worried about you spending my little 10% on a new car or a plane or whatever the newest, you know, hype is, I am definitely not going to attend your, your, <laughs> your ministry. Well, like that. Okay. We got to go. We got to double back to that. Because what's the issue with people having planes if they're doing the work of the Lord? It is no issue, but that's the, that's like the biggest, especially like I was saying, social media, like I can't tell you how many articles, reels, posts, lives, things that I've heard about, oh my goodness, mishandling God's money. They got a new car or they got a new plane and it's like, uh, okay. So is the issue that they have a car or a plane or is the issue that you think that they're using the resources in an inappropriate way. Cause those are two different things. Are we saying that if you spiritual, you can't have nice things. Or are we saying that you give into the church is funding them having things that they otherwise could not afford on their own. And okay. But okay. Let's, but let's, let's follow that. If the church is doing the work of the Lord, like, cause these pastors, a lot of them are donating. Like you could follow the money they mm -hmm. are giving. You know, they are giving money. <clears throat> if it literally gets them to be able to do all of these engagements and things of that nature, and they hopping on planes and they going here, there, and everywhere, like, and they're being obedient to what God has placed on their hearts, like, who are we to judge? Oh, listen, I agree, because I will be the first one. Baby, if I can give me a private jet, I'm getting me a private jet. <laughs> and I'm like, if God... <laughs> Listen. Yeah, and I, I totally get it. Like, I get it. Like, if a church ain't doing nothing, they not giving nowhere, they not, you know, it's all about the flash and all of that. Right. That's a whole different being. But if they are touching lives and giving, and even if it's like, okay, maybe I don't mess with the pastor like that, but mm -hmm. somebody is getting fed from his, you know, teaching and all of that stuff, because mm -hmm. it's not about just me. Um, But people are getting fed and they're learning and they're giving into, like, other places and they're taking the word worldwide for me I'm like why can't they have a private jet girl I, I don't know because we don't care when rappers have a private jet we we think it's cool and and it's something to you know it's goals hashtag goals <laughs> yeah like I just don't understand that kind of that negative thing and I, I get it I get it. it's like oh I, I think there's a there's a spirit of poverty mm -hmm. that I think the church has adopted as that is the way you're supposed to live like you gotta look like you broke to be spiritual right but I think a lot of it is mismanagement of money that's why I say what is the real issue is it that you don't want the folks to have a stuff or is it that you think that the tithes and offerings are being used solely for the purpose of funding lavish things because see, no, I've no, been I, a part of a church where we have literally, I remember my, my old bishop, we bought him a car. We were so happy to be able to do, and I mean, it was a nice car, 
we, 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 um, I mean, it was all done. Like the leadership, we got together, we all pledged to give a certain amount. He had no, nothing to do with it. Like it literally was a gift, a paid off vehicle because he really needed it. And we wanted him to not be broke down on the side of the freeway, going to go pray for somebody. Like, (laughs) and he was so appreciative, you know, and we, we handed him the keys. I'll never forget this to a paid off car. Um, but I'm, I'm saying all that to say, I really feel like the biggest issue is not the stuff. I think it is that people equate being poor or being broke with spirituality. Just like they say, you got to look ugly. You can't be cute to be saved. That's a whole nother combo. But I feel like <laughs> there, there is this misconception of what spirituality really is because if i serve the god that owns everything i want to be a reflection of the god that i serve so i would beg i i would really question people to consider if your life is not indicative of the god that has all power in his hands the god that is able to supply all your needs the source then what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Is it God that's not providing or are we not being good stewards over what he's given us? And, and I think saying, the mm-hmm. church isn't managing the money well. Like the money isn't being invested properly. Mm-hmm. The money isn't being like looked over properly. Like not even to the fact of mismanaging and like, oh, they're buying lavish things. But just the way that they're going about doing their business is not up to par. Like churches need to go to business school or whatever, nonprofit school, and really learn how to make it where they can maximize their money-making abilities and giving abilities and getting donations and things of that nature and becoming, you know, the nonprofit aspect and, and doing whatever is necessary to structure themselves in a way business-wise that they can maximize and do the best but they don't do that and so they can't serve their community properly because they don't have the knowledge yep and this is why um I think this topic is so necessary I really pray that there are leaders and um people that are in ministry that hear this particular episode because I would encourage all those who are in leadership or who have influence over the church's you know business needs and or finances if you're the church secretary if you the one if you're the treasurer whatever your your position is whatever your area of influence is I would really really encourage you to look for resources and trainings in order to help the church manage um the money better oftentimes we don't know so we just continue to operate um in this kind of default um just haphazard way but it doesn't have to be that way this is the information age you can take classes online you can download printed material um, you can send someone as a representative from your church to go take classes or to go take you know trainings, or you can even have a consultant come in and look at the church's finances and help you develop a plan of action 
um, in order to do better moving forward. Like there are so many resources. We really don't have an excuse to not do better, um, to do better. And then it's also time to use wisdom in our decision-making also. Everybody doesn't need a church building. Why can't two, three, four churches share a building? Why you gotta have a building on every other corner? Why? Why does everyone have to pay overhead? It just doesn't, we have to just work smart. Have this awesome opportunity um, that if God has blessed us with the ability to, you know, have resources that we definitely want to be equally committed to not only receiving it, but to being good stewards over what God has given us. And that's in our personal lives, um, ensuring that we are managing our own money, you know, right, which we kind of discussed in our, our previous budgeting episode. But then also when it comes to the church, to ensuring that the needs of the community are met, um, the needs of the members are met. Again, I've been a recipient of that as a member. And so I know how beneficial it is for a ministry to have that overflow and have that excess to be able to fill in the gap. And so in closing, I really just want to encourage you that if you're someone that has struggled with giving, give it a try. Um, and, and it's not something that I'm saying to do under pressure, but what I'm saying is God never fails. You know, he always says, prove me, prove me with my word. Like, trust me, if you do X, I'll do Y. And he proves himself faithful to us in so many ways over and over again. And so if you're also someone who is in a ministry and you're just, for some reason, you're not comfortable giving, as Brandy said, this is an awesome opportunity for you to really find out where it is that you are comfortable with. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to find another local church um, to not only support financially, but to put your membership at that. And that's what discuss it with your leaders. I think that great leaders are okay with you having this conversation. Um, if a leader is not open when it comes to the finances, then that's something that you want to say, well, why, you know, why, why are the church's finances not shared? Maybe not the complete plan, but there definitely should be some type of accountability piece in place that ensures that the church is able to meet um, not only its obligations like overhead and those that are on salary, salary for various things, but just making sure that the church is able to function as God intended it to be. And so I really hope this episode has encouraged you and kind of given you a different perspective and hopefully kind of challenged some of our listeners, your mindset relating to tithes and offering. Um, if you want additional information, you can always reach out to Brandy and I. We are an open book and we love to have these transparent conversations and kind of have those one-on-one -on -one dialogues to be able to assist you with working through some of the questions and concerns that you might have related to giving. This is not the end of our faith series. Uh, again, we're so excited that our listeners are continuing to tune in week by week. The series is becoming more and more, uh, wow, it, it's powerful. Um, it's so, so powerful. So please continue to like and share until next time. Thank you for listening to It's the Discussion from me, 
Hopefully you are leaving here seen and enlightened. If so, please share, like, and invite others to this safe place. Until next time.